BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. What's up, well-beings? I'm Kelly Noonan-Gorris, and this is The Heal Podcast. Every Thursday, I interview the leading experts in health and healing, as well as real people with extraordinary healing stories. Whether you want to heal a physical diagnosis, a mental health issue, a past trauma, or heal our planet, The Heal Podcast is for you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss that one episode that holds the answers you've been searching for. You can follow us on Instagram at at Heal Documentary and at Kelly Gores and catch episode clips on Heal Documentary's YouTube channel. Don't forget to tune in every Thursday anywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorced, Not Dead. First of all, my solo episodes seem to be flying up the charts. So I'm going to do a few more of them. These are my opinions only. They're not to be followed blindly. <laughs> I decided to do today's podcast because you guys, well, I mean, first of all, I do so many um, questions to you. But this one is on infidelity because I think the last one I did was confidence. And I think infidelity is a very, very, very big topic. It's also something that is never talked about. It's found shameful. You're made to feel like there's something wrong with you, that if a partner is unfaithful to you, that you have no choice um, but to leave him because the shame is on you for sticking it out. So I have very, very different views on all of this this stuff because I kind of feel that every single case is different. Nothing is black and white. There aren't two people the same. There aren't two relationships the same. So you, who are you to comment? Men and women cheat. And I think I listened to a seminar, a TED talk saying 70% or 78% or something of men and women cheat. So all of us in our lives can be pretty bloody sure at some time in our lives this will happen to us. Does it make you a bad human? Does it make them a bad human? Have you thought about it? 
Do you, well, people in long marriages, have you dreamt about it? There are many different forms of affairs, right? So we talk about things um, because when I started going out with Sergio, obviously with the age difference, everyone's like, well, he's going to be unfaithful to you in about two and a half seconds. And I said, okay, you know, for me, a relationship is built on so much more than if he makes a mistake and runs off with somebody for a night. Um, not, I'm not saying I'm giving him permission to do so, nor would I. And if he went off now, he, you know, and did that, he can keep his bags and not come home. But what does the future look like, right? And I think this is, I think we've set ourselves up for such a fall and our children. We're teaching our children that, you know, you're to pick one person from the age of whatever it is, 20 to the now when we die, 98 to 100, because that's like where people are dying today. You know, and I personally don't think that's possible, nor do I think it should be a prerequisite of a successful anything. I believe in chapters. I believe in changes in life. I believe in growth. And you can only do that if you have major shifts. Now, could you could you? I'm not, I'm not saying that, again, everybody has to get divorced and move on because otherwise it cannot possibly work. But could you have different arrangements and different lives? And I'm watching it more and more and more and more because we're getting to a stage where my friends personally have been married 15, 20, 20 something years. Sergio's friends are all starting out. Now, Sergio's friends are normal 20 something year old boys who want to be in nightclubs and literally change their women as much as they change their underwear, which is frankly exhausting. And do I agree with that? No. I find that the dating scene for the younger generation is impossible. You know, it is the impossible thing because they have these, they have the apps. So there's another beautiful girl and it is just face value. And I live in Dubai, so everything's face value. So you've got these young boys with a lot of money, Bitcoin Kings coming up. You've got guys with, you know, just everything is on tap. Then you've got loads of beautiful women and just looking for that type of guy. So then, you know, the art of sort of I don't know, dating and falling in love and all of this is gone. And how I found such an old fashioned soul and such a young body, I have no fucking clue, but I did. So if a guy was dating me at the beginning and he started being unfaithful me from the beginning and had multiple lives and girlfriends and all of this rubbish, but personally for me, there wouldn't be a second date or a third date or a fourth date. It'd be over. But then, you know, there are new rules too. My sister tells me that in the millennial world that, you know, until you say we're dating, you're open to dating. You are not exclusive that, you know, it's very common to have two or three people on the go till you make that decision. And that's become normalized. So, you know, is there a right way or a wrong way? But what I do think is very dangerous today is to tell people or to, you know, grow up that society tells you that if someone isn't faithful to you, you pick up your belongings and you walk the fuck out and off because that's not how you treat someone. There's something wrong with them, something wrong with you. And obviously, if you, if you let the person stay, you're weak. If you don't get rid of them and throw them out and scratch their cars and cut the arms off their suits, then you're weak and, you know, hunt down the girl that, you know, has been doing it. And that's another thing, the, the blame game of like, it's always the girl. It's always the girl. You know, the girl that came in and slept with somebody's husband or boyfriend. It's, it's not the girl. Fuck, it's got nothing to do with the girl. I can assure you because your husband or your boyfriend has spun them a really good line. And it's always the same line. She doesn't understand me. We've been together forever. You know, we had that part of the relationship's over. We've all heard it. 
I always say that there wasn't a seven-year itch because one person had one. There are books on it. There are books on infidelity. There are books on all these exact things because life is a cycle. It is a cycle, so it's very natural. So how do you get over the hump? Maybe you can catch these things early, right? And you, you can go and have therapy and all of this sort of stuff. But it should come down to the person. If you have a beautiful, and I've been asked this a lot. First of all, when I got divorced, people wanted to know, had I been unfaithful? Had he been unfaithful? Whatever. And my honest, honest, God's honest thing is, in all my relationship, I had never picked up the phone his phone to check and he's never done it to me that is so far off something that we were ever looking at or wanted to look for so all of you people out of out there who took the time to text me to say you know this or that or him same about me so thank you because neither of us gave a shit and that certainly didn't impact or change our relationship in any which way shape or form and I always wonder who those people are out there that want to sort of dig their nose in are they unhappy in their own lives do they maybe want my husband was I winning and they quite like me to lose I don't know would they like their children to be my children to be without a father whatever you know sick possibility made them happier to try and dig into my marriage because from the outside of obviously from the outside for everybody's marriage looks amazing because you know we have snippets of whatever nobody's living in anybody's house you know a marriage is a fucking hard thing and I don't care who you are I really don't you know and as I said I don't like that men get such a blame because women us women are just as bad it's not a man's game it's 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 a universal game it's a universal game and it's easy to blame one person. It's easy to say, you know, look, if you've had an 18 year marriage and your guy goes out or you go out, you have a slip up. Does it really have to ruin your entire life? Because that's what we've been taught your entire life that you're, you're going to pay for it for the rest of your life. Your entire world blows up because you had some sort of, you know, why maybe you went on a wild bender maybe you know somebody caught your eye you talked to you know somebody you talked to was a little more interested in your story than your husband who knows every story about you for the last 25 years and really could yawn through them all you know all of us women have probably watched way too much top gun and all this like you know i don't know i call it mummy porn and think that things like this are normal right you know that we want the movie love we want this and i mean I, I i always told you that i think i manifested sergio i did i dreamt him to life because i'm now living the movie but i'm also a fucking realist i'm a realist okay i'm 20 years older than him 20 it's no joke i look good now i look great now will i ever consider a sneaky facelift probably when he's not looking because he won't let me do it but Sergio is the kind of guy, and I'll tell you something, this is a different kind of an affair, right? He's the kind of guy that will never leave. He, he wouldn't leave because I watch him with his grandmother, I watch him with his family. He loves me, he truly loves me. Now, may later on, well, I may be incapacitated in some way. You know, he doesn't see it right now, but 20 years is a whole nother human. And, you know, I don't want him to be stuck with someone if I had dementia or I, you know, God knows what happens to me in 20 years. I don't know, I really don't. But... Would I accept him in my life in a different way? Yes. I can hear all of you girls screaming out there, but yes, I really would. And I think when you take the possibility that things are going to change or can change in any relationship, you can become best friends with your husband. I know, I know people that have open marriages. 
and somehow it works for them because they've had years and years and years together and they love each other and they love their home life. And, you know, that's not the problem. The problem is they just want a little bit of intimacy, but like for five minutes, like literally a little bit of intimacy for five minutes and they're good to come home for the rest of the month. And, you know, society tells you that's wrong. But why? Why, as two consulting adults, you know, why does it make you a dirty human? So let's take a little break from the show and discuss skin. I mean, it's actually one of my number one asked questions. How do I keep my skin looking so fresh? What do I do? And I think most of you know by now that I'm quite lazy with my skincare routine. So that's why I was so excited to discover One Skin. One Skin is a brand with a longevity-led team of five PhDs developing solutions to prevent and slow down and reverse aging. Its topical supplement is a daily moisturizer powered by their propriety peptide, OS1. The first peptide scientifically proven to reduce the biological age of skin. We all sort of joke about reverse aging and I feel like I'm doing. It's not how many expensive skin products you have. It's about finding the right one for your skin. And I don't know about you, but looking good and having a simple skincare routine is what I want. I don't have time. And to be able to just turn back the clock. And literally, OS1 is scientifically proven to reduce skin's biological age. So your skin just doesn't look younger. It actually behaves like younger skin. You can ditch your 10 step skincare routine without compromising on results since OS1 is designed to be your all-in-one skin solution to healthy skin. So I've been trying this product for the last few months and I've seen that my skin looks healthier. It's more hydrated. I mean, at our age or my age, at least, you know, I definitely need hydration and I do a lot of like shoots and things. So it gets quite dried out. The overall tone is improved and the appearance looks so much fresher and feels smoother. So I really recommend giving it a try. And it does take care of all your skincare needs in one step. So visit oneskin.co forward slash DND and use code DND for 15% off your first purchase. The code implies to one-time purchases and the first order of subscription purchases. So that's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot co slash DND and use code DND for your first purchase and 15% off. Happy shopping, and I hope this helps your skin. Let's get back to the show. If I find, found Sergio was off with hookers every week or whatever, something like this, I don't know. How would I feel? I don't know. Too, I've, I've got very weird views. Maybe I prefer it. I prefer it because I knew it was trans transactional and not like someone who he's falling in love with, right? I don't know. I think us women, we go into these sort of like, it's all about me. He's done it to me. Why me? What have I done? And if you take that out of it and understand it's got nothing to do with you, absolutely fucking nothing to do with you. It's all about ego. It's all about age. It's mortality. It's like, is this it? Every single person on the planet at one time or another goes, is this it for the rest of my life? And I'd be absolutely lying to you all if I didn't wake up at one point. And I think it was just after the twins actually and look around and going, I think I was, you know, I was knee deep in nappies and business and 
you know, another baby at home and my ex was working away from home every two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And I was just like, this is what I've got to look forward to for the rest of my fucking life. This, you know, I wanted the movie. I wanted someone to rush through the door and like snog me. And like, I really don't know what I really wanted. I think I just wanted like, well, something that definitely didn't exist at the time. I think as a woman, especially after children, you doubt yourself anyway, right? You become this sort of, you're basically a milking cow. Or I was when you've got twins, like one would be on and then the other one would come off. And then it was like, oh, and then you're just in there. If you're not doing that, then you're pumping. And then if you're not pumping, you're leaking. And if you're not leaking, you're like, uh, you're changing pads. It's just like, no, it was just a, a sort of rotten circle. And that's in a way, you know, when I think all of these ideas start coming, you know, if, if it's such a cliche to laugh about, but I mean, I can tell you shitloads of friends have managed to somehow trip and fall on their trainer's penis. It's not a cliche. It happens, you know, and I can't really, I can't really explain why. Should they be shot? No. Should he be shot? No, we have stressful lives. We have really, really stressful lives. I, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying all this because I'm going to, am I going to get shot after this podcast? Sometimes something that takes you out of your life, completely out of your day to day, it just sort of shocks you into being you again. I think us as women, and I can only speak for the women's side, even though I'm not taking, I've told you from the very beginning, I'm not saying that this is, all men against women because I don't believe that. And I think men get a really, 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 really bad rap. If anything, women have far much more time to do it because the men are in the office and a lot of men are doing it in the office anyway. So whatever. And the other thing is this culture, as I said, there is a blame culture, but the culture of like, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to go and tell him or her that, you know, the other person's seeing someone or I saw him out with a girl and oh my God, first of all, if you're married, or dating, and you're seen out with another human of the opposite sex, it does not mean you're fucking them. Okay? And I think that has to go. I had and have a shitload of boyfriends that I laugh till I cry with. Laugh till I cry. And there is this culture of people just wanting to catch you out. I remember once, actually, I'm quite fun. I used to always go to Paris Fashion Week. And at one stage, I had the most sexy, gorgeous, gay personal assistant. Very good looking, very, very good looking. And I, when he came into my office, I was like, oh, he's hired. Anyway, he used to come to Paris with me. So we would sit outside. I remember so well sitting at a table, me and him, and he'd be holding my umbrella over me and all of this kind of stuff. And we were at, oh, what's that restaurant everyone goes to? L'Avenue, sitting outside. And of course, it's like the London hotspot. Everybody was there. And the looks as they saw me sitting on the side of the street, eating lunch with this gorgeous man, holding the umbrella over my hair. And it was looks of like total display. And I knew it. I knew it straight away what was happening. So I, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a shit stirrer. So, and I kind of love these kind of things. Cause then I also know, you know, I know who's doing it, who's not, and who's staring. So I made him put his arm around me and I sort of was giggling to myself because I knew I knew what was going to happen. I knew the consequences of what were going to come. Obviously, we both did. And it was bloody funny. And within the hour, of course, everyone had heard I was in Paris with a guy. and But that's what I mean. And just say, I mean, he was my gay assistant, but say he wasn't. What benefit would you get from calling the person and letting them know? What, for, what possible reason? What, just to ruin my life, just for fun, if it was? Just to get kicks and go, what the fuck? It's none of your business. 
none of your business. I've never, ever, ever seen anyone with anyone and picked up the phone because it could be a business partner. It could be a male friend. I've got brothers and sisters. Doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't mean every guy I sit with, you know, I'm bonking. Even if it was going on, sometimes in life, people genuinely know, but they don't want to know for many, many reasons. They accept, they live, they enjoy their lives. After I asked the question, I got so many messages from you all going, my husband cheated and it brought us closer together. My husband, I've learned that, you know, we need this. We've done things together. We've joined parties together. We like, I don't know, we've accepted this is how we're going to grow old together. After this amount of marriage, we enjoy certain different things, you know, all of this stuff. And it can be that people know and are okay with that. And I know it's shocking to a lot of you out there, but you know, some of the biggest lies, I always say some of the biggest lies are in marriages, but they're maybe not even lies. They're just like an unsaid thing, except you now you've gone and fucking said it. So now you've said it, they've got to do something about it because they feel shamed, shamed by you, not shamed by their husbands because Deep down, none of us are fucking stupid. None of us are stupid. We're just busy. And an affair doesn't need to always, always mean the end. And if you're teaching your children that that you literally will go to hell for the rest of your life, then you're setting them up for a fall. I mean, I suggest that you all go and listen to this TED Talk. I think it's called For Anyone That Ever Loved. It's so amazing. It really is. And it just, it's not that it normalizes it, but it makes you feel like you're not going mad because I think the way people deal with affairs right now is by making you feel like they're superior and you are this idiot that's been taken for a ride whose husband never loved them and has been you know, disrespectful to them and, you know, therefore their whole marriage and their whole life is a sham. This is not true, nor does it mean in any way, shape or form that your husband or your wife doesn't love you. It has nothing to do with that. It has maybe something to do with age, maybe something to do, and I can tell you sometimes sexual preferences, right? When you get married young, there are certain things we you just don't talk about, you don't open up about. So when you meet a complete stranger, and you know, which tends to happen, you can wrap each other in 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 cotton wool and say it's not gonna happen. But at some point you meet strangers and you get talking. And sometimes talking to a stranger is a fuck of a lot easier than talking to your spouse. Not because um of anything other than than things that hold yourself back. Things like your own judgment and shame, the feeling of shame with yourself and feeling like you can't say these things because, you know, you're embarrassed. We, we have such a sense of embarrassment. So let's take a little pause from the show and discuss something that you all know I'm very heavily into at the moment. Interiors. I mean, if you're struggling and redecorating or interior design or the importance of your living space for you and you just don't know how to update it, I have the perfect service for you. Havenly is the number one online interior design service that makes it so easy to create the home you love. I mean, right now, 
they have an offer on for only $99 with promo code DND to redecorate any room you like. For me, my home is my calling card. All of you know that I match sort of my personality to my interior. So this is something that is just so incredibly clever. So how it works is first you share your inspiration, your needs and your budget for the space. So like me, okay, I've got three children. So you tell them they need to design three children's rooms, two boys, one girl, or you want to update your kitchen. Maybe that's the room, you know? So like for me, I like to have a bar, bar stools, things like this, you know, in the kitchen, big lights, but you know, I just get lost there. So then they'll match you with an interior designer who will make your dream space come to life. Your designer then works with you one-on-one to create a design for your room, incorporating new pieces along with the ones that you already have. So this is important because, you know, if you move many times, sometimes, or, you know, it's like updating your wardrobe. I think you can change your home after a few years by just simply changing a few things in it. It will give it a completely different facelift. And then they will actually give you a 3D rendering so you can envisage how your new home will look like, which is also really important because I don't know about you, I find it so difficult to envisage how it will look at the end. So this is so incredibly lifelike that you can take a tour of your already done house. It's incredible. And then the fun part is you can shop everything in your design. Havenly handles the ordering, shipping and delivery logistics for you and you can sit back and relax. You know me, I love to delegate. So don't forget to visit havenly.com and use DND at checkout and design your first room for only $99. Visit havenly.com and use DND at checkout to design your first room for only $99. I mean, you really can't ask for better than that, people. Let's get back to the show. I did this thing with Sergio yesterday. I think it was some sound healing thing I was given. And she was telling me that they do this sort of tantric sex, like classes where you sit in front of each other and you just look at each other and you tell each other. Now, if you had told me I was going to do a tantric sex session with my ex-husband and look at him and just communicate sex through my eyes, I would have fallen on the floor howling, literally fucking howling. Now, Sergio and I are actually considering doing it, right? And I know we'll have a really good laugh doing it and it will be quite amazing and very intense and really fucking good because actually I've started with Sergio who is like, you know, as I've called him, he's like Tigger, right? He's so happy and so easygoing that if I told Sergio that we were going to do, I don't know, acrobatic sex and hang some sort of machine from the top of the the house ceiling tonight and he'd be hanging by one big toe naked whilst doing some sort of spiral because this is the new thing that I wanted to try. He's game, right? He's fucking game. He's not going to go, you've lost your mind. He'll be go, okay, darling. So how do I get up there? Do we need the step ladder? That is Sergio, right? And that's so refreshing because I was at dinner the other night and someone was saying to me, the girls were going, oh my God, I always have sex with the lights off, you know, and I don't like my body. So I put on a bra and I wear, I, you know, I always wear underwear when we have sex. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, no, girls, come on. I'm 45. I've got wobbly bits everywhere. I've had three fucking kids. The lights are firmly on. Sergio takes my body like a fucking science project. I mean, if he could have a magnifying glass and sort of like, I don't know what it, you know, you're nuts. You're missing everything. Absolutely not. Maybe 
sometimes in life, okay, an affair is meant, is sent there to teach you this, right? Just to shake you up a little bit and say, okay, I am a different person because sometimes I know, and I remember not at the end of a relationship way, way ago, I, I thought I was completely fucking asexual. I think I'd been with my ex-boyfriend like, I don't know, probably seven years. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, I just didn't want him to touch me. Didn't want, I didn't want anything, anything. I was like, that's it. I'm off sex. I never want sex again, literally. Then I met somebody else and I realized, oh, I do like sex. It's just, I didn't like it with him. And sometimes that can spice up. Now, I didn't want to go back to him because I was really at the end of my relationship. But sometimes maybe if you've got a lot going, these kind of things or a class like this or stuff like this can open up a whole new world for you and you can become another person with your husband or you have people that are brought into relationships to teach you these things, right? And if you can get past being embarrassed with each other because this is so new for you both, then that's pretty fucking amazing too. I personally don't think I could have with my ex. I don't. I think he's too much of a serious person and I think I would have rather poked my own eyeballs out. But now I am a completely different person and I find it really fun and I would join any of this stuff and kind of go for it. I mean... Yes, why not? So there are different types of affairs. There are emotional affairs, which sometimes, by the way, men have emotional affairs and women find that worse, that they have a pen pal or whatever and they talk to all the time. And I can tell you that that happens quite naturally because an emotional affair, what is that really? It's like a best friend. And I, I definitely have male best friends. I'm not sexting with them, to be fair, but, you know, I'm definitely talking to them, you know. But since Sergio, I you know, I guess I, I don't even really do that because Sergio... He is a different kettle of fish. He doesn't have female friends, as it were. But I don't think that that is a problem for women. And I think it's important to have your outside life and that you're not just a wife and a mom. But I, I just want to put it in perspective. Not that everyone should just, you know, rush out and get a fucking lover. But I'm just saying that, you know, all of these people that are telling you that you're a dirty person or you shouldn't be thinking like that or, you know, these things don't happen. It's bollocks fucking bollocks and probably they're doing it and to take the take the heat off themselves they're turning it around on you and I've seen that more than not I've also seen that everybody is as guilty as the other very few people aren't guilty of something in their lives but again do they deserve hanging for it and do they have to blow up their entire family for it no no, you don't. And it's much more common. And I wish women understood it was more common than they thought that you don't feel alone, that you don't feel that you're the only one and that somehow you weren't doing your job as a wife because it's got a, absolutely nothing to do with you. And that you do understand that these things may or may not happen in your lifetime and probably will to every single one of you. Therefore, when you can go into a relationship as, with a little less strict with yourself. Like if this happens, it's over. I will never allow this. I am, you know, it's only black or white. There's no gray. There is always a gray. And there is, you know, if you can find it in your heart to, you know, forgive and you love a person, then block out the noise. I'm going to do another one or I'm going to get on some people because I want, I want it to come from couples who've survived it who've left it. Now, if you have like a cheating husband that just goes out, spends his money, takes girls to dinner every night and is like ongoing, flaunting it, you know, buying gifts for girlfriends and sort of leaving the wife at home every weekend while he goes off and parties. And I've definitely seen that. Yeah. 
I mean, forget everything I've just told you. Kick, kick him to the fucking curb and move the fuck on because I can assure you can do better. But if it's the kind of thing where, you know, he made a mistake. You've been together 17 years, seven years, 10 years, whatever it is. You made a mistake. He made it. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. The other thing I would say, don't shoot me, is don't cop to it. Denial is not a rigid river in Egypt. For fuck's sake, deny. Telling the other person is only for you. It's not important. If it's over and you're done with, die with it. That's it. Forgive yourself. Move on. You're not a shitty person. Life is, you know, hard enough as it is. It really is. We're so tough on ourselves in so many ways. And we're living up to standards that I've said to you that simply aren't there. They're not there. Look at presidents, the royal families, the, the, the people we hold in high, high regard as our idols and the people that, you know, we think we need to be like. I mean, do I really need to go on? American presidents, it's endless. They're all at it, yet we are meant to hold ourselves higher than them. So I'm just saying, you know, consider it. Consider your circumstance. You know, obviously there are things in life you cannot forgive and, you know, should not forgive. And I'm not saying that, you know, let a cheating, eye-wandering asshole of a husband who treats you like crap and embarrasses you every day, come home and like have a wonderful life with you and you suck it up and feel shit about yourself because you're scared of what is out there. No, pick up your bags, walk, and I hope you find your Sergio. But what I am saying is if you make a mistake, he makes a mistake. It's a one-time thing, you know, whatever it is. And it makes you feel better for a second. You had a wonderful time. And then you woke up from it. Don't beat yourself up. Life goes on. You will get over it. People forget. You don't tell a fucking soul. Learn to sh shut your mouth. A problem shared is not a problem halved. A problem shared is a problem fucking shared. Let me assure you. And forgive yourself. Forgive yourself and forgive your partner. Keep your family. Enjoy your life. And teach your children nothing is perfect. Don't teach them that we have all these standards that we have to live up to, that they will never, ever, ever be able to reach. Because you're setting them up for a fall on bullshit that you know already is bullshit. So I think a little more honesty all around is the best policy and the only way to go, frankly. And the kindest thing we can do is to be honest with each other and ourselves. Be honest with yourself. Mistakes happen. Life moves on. Nobody, nobody in this world is perfect. Nobody. I defy you to find any perfect relationship, anyone else, or a perfect human. So it's all about what we can accept in a relationship, what compromise and what looks good for us, for you, you personally, nobody else, not society, not the world. It's what works for you, the individual. Everybody's an individual, you know, maybe after 20 years, you decide that swinging's your thing and off you go to parties together. It's not my thing. Never been into it. Don't want to do it. But if it's good for you, I'm up for hearing about it. I'm good. I'm just saying that no two relationships are the same. No two people are the same. I'm just saying the reasons for affairs are very different. Again, you know, serial cheaters, no interest. 
but you know, find some room in your heart. If you're thinking to sort of tell on somebody else's husband and marriage and everything else, think again, think why you're doing it. Think of the consequences for the other person. Think, do they really need to know? Because let me tell you something, the messenger always gets shot. Again, the messenger always gets shot. Think hard, ladies, before you poke your nose where it's not wanted. Think hard before you walk away from a man that probably really does love you and it's not part of his lifestyle. And for you men out there. And, you know, let's redefine what is a successful relationship. What does a successful relationship look like to you? You know, as I said, I'm going into a very different type of relationship. So what, how will my future look with Sergio? You know, how will my future look? What would I accept so that I can just remain with my family and my life with him? What would I accept? And these are all things I think about. I haven't got there in my head quite yet because, you know, I'm still young, but I think I'm going to be a very, very modern wife. And I think we're going to have a very, very modern relationship and I'm really proud of it. So if this helps anyone, just as I said, I, I this is part one of what I want to make part two, because I'd actually like to have living, breathing people that have gone through this, survived this and come out the other side. I want people that walked away and maybe wish they hadn't. I want listeners out there to sort of tell me their stories. Maybe friends intervened and they wish they hadn't. You know, all of these things, because hindsight's a wonderful thing. So if that's you please do get in touch. I hope these, as I said, are my opinions. I know they are not, well, probably these are going to be quite met with sort of shock or with like, what the fuck is she talking about? Or you may just go, you're right. I'm going to be very interested to see how you all, how you all receive this because it is such a taboo subject. And I've been thinking about how to do it for a long time because, and how I'm going to teach my own daughter, what I'll teach my own daughter and what standards to hold herself and her marriage to that, you know, are realistic really. So thank you again for listening to Divorce Not Dead. I hope this helps some of you. I hope that you enjoy this one. And for any of you out there that want to get in touch, please do DM us, just Caroline Stanbury, and send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you, any of your stories, whether it be it you, you know, you found, I don't know, he had a wife um, somewhere else. I've heard stories where it's been the sister he's run off with, your girlfriend's run off with the trainer, married the pool boy. Any of these stories I'm down for. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at, at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 